My name's Sam Taylor, and I'm here with Tim McCourt, and we're talking to Shai Nola, uh, who are music videos directors um, and people who we've had the pleasure of um, being able to work with over the last couple of months. And I've had to pinch myself a couple of times because you were falling asleep. But yeah, I was a big fan of you guys at school, and you know, you were my sort of big heroes and stuff like that. Oh, that makes us feel old. Not school, kindergarten. Uh, <laughs> But it's funny, yeah, like, you know, we're not being like overly sort of humble. Like, you know, we meet quite a few people who say, oh, you know, you were yeah. a big influence when I was at college. But when we were doing those films or music videos you were seeing that were, you were thinking were cool, yeah. we had no concept that you were watching them or that anyone was watching them. We were making them from our bedrooms and we just couldn't believe our luck. An idea that we were influencing anyone was just yeah. nonsensical. We so it's not we were just stealing stuff from other people, really. <laughs> yeah, we just we thought we were getting away with it, and, and then the idea that people were looking at it. But yeah, especially weird. before the internet, stuff would just get sent off on a tape to MTV. We didn't have MTV. We'd never know whether anyone saw it. Oh really? It. Yeah. yeah. So it's only really junior, senior, like cropped up in Topshop and stuff like that. But other than that, it just all went into the void. That was a big deal, I thought, because then my auntie said she'd been into Topshop. And you know, the big video of the junior senior video, she said she went in and she saw it, and I thought, wow, you know, that one's being seen by the public. But that was a massive song as well, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. Like, you did tend to do songs that, like, even if you didn't know the video, you kind of knew the song, you know? Well, that was fluke most of the time. We were very lucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we were getting so much work at the time that we could pick the good songs, the yeah. songs that we liked. Mm. But then that's kind of, you know, interesting that you still managed to pick out the ones that you thought would end up being. There's a few probably that you don't know about that <laughs> <laughs> to the class. And, and I think, I was actually looking back at a few things that you guys did that I'd never even seen. There were, yeah. there, there was tons of stuff. Yeah, how many music videos have you done? Not that many, it's depressing, the, depressingly few, it's only about 20 years. Yeah, I think I always think 20 is a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so, I mean you know, like 10 years. I think that's a rare thing now because I think um, most people who are doing videos now like m kind of see it as a stepping stone into kind of maybe trying to get into commercials and might only do like well the, re the reason that's come about is because the budgets are shit yeah on repair and when we were doing it in our heyday you want to call it that we could actually that was enough to pay our rent yeah but now, what's happened now is that you know there's so many um, small bands having music videos so they have small budgets, plus yeah. the bigger bands have small budgets. Yeah. You constantly see directors who just come in and do one video, yeah. you know, make a bit of a splash and move on to an actual money-earning job. Mm. And it's very, there's very few people who have um, a long career in music videos. It's like, you know, yeah, right. there's, there's, there's people you know, doing it, but it, someone like David Wilson is really rare. Yeah. Someone who can, who's so committed yeah. <laughs> to becoming so poor. <laughs> but, yeah, so, but I mean, I guess, like everyone, you supplement music videos with adverts. That's the only way to, yeah, to pay the rent, really. You guys, you guys do a lot more like uh, live action stuff now, don't you? And you're kind of working towards um, making a feature film done a short recently, and a few other, a few other non-music video-based projects. Are you, you are you moving away from music videos? By necessity, because there's no budgets in music videos. Occasionally, one will come along where we can afford to do it. But even we got one for um, 
How to Destroy Angels, Trent Reznor's. Yeah. One of Trent Reznor's side projects, and it was had a great budget, you know. However, we never made any money out of it. All the money went on the shoot, and right. you know. Uh, yeah, really yeah, had a healthy budget, and yeah. then we could actually shoot. We, it didn't limit our idea too much. Yeah. Or you wouldn't. Sort of was it great in comparison to the, the, the old budget you used to know with, or just no, in this great in relative climate. terms to, to, to this climate and today? Yeah. Yeah. Back in those days, we would have thought a low budget was fifty grand. Really? Yeah. And that's a big budget now. That's yeah. Massive, yeah. I mean, yeah. But and people were telling us, oh. Back in my day, the budget was <laughs> yeah, huge. Yeah, yeah I think all those sort of, those sort of crazy, you know, the Missy Elliott ones, and they were just gigantic. Yeah. So, like, it's it's amazing because I mean, what what had you guys done before your first video? First music video. Yeah. Well, our first music video wasn't really our first ever job per se. We always sort of right. say the first thing we ever did was Uncle, but it wasn't, was it? We did the, those title sequences. Because it's for MTV. Right. No, no, for, um, oh yeah, we did that. Oh, Jesus. That was like, I mean, no, no, I was thinking that was a worksheet program. That. Oh, that came in before it. But I was still working at Digital Arts then. Right. And it was the MTV Stings, which had a budget of about two grand, that I quit my day job for. Wow. <laughs> my parents later told me that they were really worried that I was throwing away my life. <laughs> well, what was Digital Arts? Ten years later, still worried. <laughs> yeah. Digital Arts was just a crummy. Um, I don't even know what to call them. Post production. They were post production when I joined. CGI. Them. Yeah, they did like you know fairly generic kids TV stuff when I started, and then it got taken over. Yeah, really? But it was pretty sort of uh, you know we we sort of talk badly about it, but if you think about um, the time, it was all silicon graphics machines. It was before. So it all exploded when mm. CGI became affordable. It was when it was mm. like still the work. There can't be that many post production. Well, I think, I think that was. Well, it had actually been going a long, long time as well. It was there since like the eighties, mm. doing flying logo shit. But wow. uh, yeah, they they went into the ground. I remember they could have had all these SGIs, and one day I took in a PC that I built at home with Lightwave on it, which mm. they used and um, rendered a scene faster than their 10 grand computers. <laughs> really? You just see it in their eyes. <laughs> well, we, we were really fortunate that when we started, that, that was coincided with that becoming a possibility. Yeah. And all the computers that we had. When we first started, we had one computer that we shared. Yeah. And then... Well, we, I think we spent all the money on that um, advert we're talking about with the... the um, MTV? No, the previous... So the dope sheet thing. Yeah, on a hard drive, basically. Yeah, well, that's how we. Yeah, every job that we got at the start, it, it would pay for a scanner. Right. right. We bought a scanner out of one job, and then at some point we earned enough money where we all bought computers. And I think I remember having a Tesco computer. Yeah. Tesco. Yeah. yeah. Tesco made a computer, and then we five hundred quid. They were selling 500, 500 megahertz Pentiums. Really? So and yeah. so we were doing and so we were doing sad work for Orange, and we were doing it from our bedrooms on a on a. On a fucking PC, and it was a Yeah, going on TV because you could do it, and we were like, "Why, why not?" Yeah, and I think it, a few people, like, uh, a lot of people, it took a lot longer for them to sort of wise up to that. Yeah, that you could do it. Um, and was you still getting the kind of budget that a post house would be getting for? Uh, <laughs> sorry, oh, sorry. 
Um, was you still getting the, the, the budget of post house with the game, or was you sort of? Yeah, that's why we raked it in. Right. Uh, early on, we would. The, uh, it was crazy. We got away with murder because we would say, "Here's the budget," and it would just say what the total was, and right. it would say where the money was going. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, but you know, you, all you had to do was render something yeah. seven hundred and twenty pixels by five seven six. Yeah, yeah. It's done. It's ready to go on TV. It was. Why not do it that way? Yeah, uh, and, and then, then just all the money comes to it us. Did seem, very much. It did seem a bit like a racket, you know, getting money for machine handling and getting money for design and for directing. But we actually were doing all those things. Yeah, no, the, thing, well, yeah the thing is that it, you're saying, oh, um, you know, you get you get that budget, would you? Hmm. Well, if we didn't do the job and you did it in the legitimate way, yeah. if you want to call it that, th that money would be spent. Yeah. Uh, so if you end up with a all that matters is the finished product. And yeah, if we yeah, turn yeah. in a finished product that's uh, really good, then it was money well spent, right? Yeah. yeah. These days, though, we're constantly having to justify makeup yeah. shit for where the yeah. money's going. We're still having to lie. Yeah. But even now, to sort of. No, make I, was, money I was talking to someone about that the other day, where like, um, I think we were applying for a short film or something, and there was n like laughable amount of money, but they wanted you to give them a budget. Right. how you're going to spend it and it's like who's going to do the budget properly it would like go in the first like two days mm. so like what's the relevance of giving you this big breakdown of how you're going to spend their like no money yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly like, like this is the list of favours I'm going to put <laughs> yeah. 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 it's yeah. like being in the dragon's den yeah you know, if you say at any point some of the money's going to go in your pocket they're like well fuck off I'm so you guys get you guys went to uni together yeah, wasn't really uni though. It was, it was in art college. Art college, just an art college. It's now being pulled down. Where, yeah. What, which one? Um, the Kent Institute of Art and Design. Okay. Um, was I think uh, Tracy Emin went there, but to the Rochester <coughs> ones at the Canterbury Wobble Films. Don't know. And that was it. I think that was the alumni. Um, I, rem I remember watching an interview uh, when I was in university with you guys, where you said that you sent off. Um, a letter to Radiohead or something, or you sent a video off, or you asked to do a video for Radiohead or that? Yeah, um, I can't remember exactly when that occurred, but I remember basically finding the address of the management company and just writing um, for the attention of the commissioner. <laughs> <laughs> and just sent him, just like, why not? You know, give did it a go. Did she ever got that? Yeah, she did, yeah. Because then later, later we met her. Oh, right. We did actually get to know her. And she asked us to do um, a video of this a guy called Morgan, a really talented musician. I don't know what happened to him. He sort of disappeared. He was out of some other band, wasn't he? That's right, yeah. And then he did a solo record. Someone was talking about it on, the other day on Twitter. Really? Because they were saying, oh, well, you know, if you, give, if you look at the single, it was like remixed by Chemical Brothers and. Something else insane, like Daft Punk, and like just all these things that have gone on to be amazing, mm. but at the time were in the infancy. Anyway, we did this video, mm. but we did it, if we're honest, um, <laughs> so that we might have a chance of getting the Radiohead gig. Oh, so right. you did um, a music video for Radiohead, or you just did a music video and then you said. We did this music video <coughs> <coughs> uh, This band Morgan were looked after by Radiohead's oh, commissioner. Ah, okay, okay, okay. And I mean, you know, it, it, on the one hand, we just wanted work. We hadn't done much, so we wanted to do it anyway. But on the other hand, it was added a sweetener that it was Radiohead's commission, and if we did a good job, 
then you know. But she was also um, super aggressive. Oh yeah, yeah but then and we were and big fans. Did you, did you ask beforehand at all, or we just did it and then? Did what? The, the, the Morgan video. video. Yeah. No, no, we were commissioned to I do it. Was, I think we were already wrecked by um, all factory. Yeah, we were paid, and so. it was. Um, so, but you sent you sent the letter. I think it, I, I think in fairness, none of this came from the letter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> coincidentally, while we we're doing the job, I said I once wrote you a letter, yeah, and she said, oh, "Yeah, I got that." Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, oh, that's funny. It was a bit like writing to Santa. No, but you did also write the letter to James Lavelle, which was basically the 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 thing that got us our first one. So is that the, the, fact, cool. the uncle video? Yeah, mm. yeah, we did an uncle kind of a, um, an instrumental thing mm. for what's it, what was that song? The Guns Blazing. Guns Blazing. Mm. That, that was massive. He commissioned it in yeah. lieu of an acceptance speech, so he, he just sort of showed it instead of going on stage and saying thank you, thank you. In the Me Awards, it was. Ah, that's right. right. But yeah, that was just a real lucky break. But also, you know, I think it was a good fit. Yeah, yeah. Um, we um, we were fans of DJ Shadow and and everything really that Mowex put out. I keep on your mark because it was all that sort of stuff around that time. DJ Crush and um, and then I read about this thing. I think in like the Face magazine or something that they were doing this super project, and I kind of thought. And then the way they were representing the band was with all these future drawings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought, well, yeah, they're never going to get. Um, Tom York in the video, you know, and then we're going to get all these, then we're going to put it together, and then we're going to put it together as a live show because mm. it's too insane. It was Richard Ashcroft and Ian yeah. Brown, and, and so I thought, well, I wonder if you could do an animated video in the style of Futura, and that if that's the way they want to present themselves, mm. and we could easy do that. Was, was that, that the, like, the little extruded head? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like a, those a weird yeah. sort of alien things. Was that kind of before Gorillas? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wicked. But it wasn't that similar to Gorillaz, really. No, but I mean, conceptually, it's, it's kind of like yeah, it's yeah, yeah. you're providing an animated. Yeah, version, it's, yeah. They he, they just didn't take it that far. That they didn't go on mm-hmm. stage, dressed up, and or mm-hmm. silhouetted or anything. Whereas Gorillaz did. We, we I remember the Gorillaz thing because it's funny. Like it used to go for a while. You people would say to you, "Oh, what do you do then?" And you say, "Oh, I do animation." And you go, oh, "Like Wallace and Gromit," <laughs> and you go, "Yeah." yeah. <laughs> so if he just shuts you up. And then, and then it became, what do you do? And you say, you, you know, you make animation of the music videos. And you say, oh, like the gorillas. And it would be just like, like no, we're doing the gorillas a few times. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the weirdest thing I ever saw about that, we remember we went to a gig. I don't know how we ended up there. It was at Fabric. And gorillas were playing. I, why, I don't know why we ended up there. I seem to remember Because under no circumstances would I normally go to Fabric. And we went into this sort of second room. And they were projecting loops of animation, poor loops that didn't withstand right. too much repetition on this screen. And everyone in this room was like dancing, dancing and looking up at the screen yeah. like it was God. And I was just like, this they is were fucking weird. Well, it was. <laughs> but I just thought, this is so fucking weird. People are dancing to poor animation loops. <laughs> it's like, it was like the future of. Tumblr, right there. Suddenly <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> 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 you realise we overthink a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. I remember watching a lot of music videos when I was uh, at secondary school. I just like turn on the TV and like just watch for, like four hours or something. Mm. Mm. Where did you mm. watch them? Like, on just on MTV. Yeah, right. just on MTV. Um, they're MTV. They're amazing, and, and we're, you know, on the one hand, I don't think we want to be doing them for the rest of our lives, but on the other hand, 
it's probably about the best gig you can get if you've got a decent budget too, because mm. it's been given so much freedom. Yeah. Every job is an so. experiment, and it's fun, and it's. If you, if you do anything with the band, and they're a band you love, you know we've hung out with Radiohead and Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah, I was going to say like you've done, you've worked with like probably all of the coolest bands from like the early two thousands. You know, like late nineties. No, we never did anything with Cooler Shaker though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not the, not the Spice Girls. Still chance. Uh, but no, yeah, like Radiohead and Uncle and. Blur, yeah, you quickly realise it's just people, you know, they're amazing people, amazingly talented, but the people. It, yeah. yeah, well, actually, yeah. It's on, the day of the music, on the yeah. day of a music video shoot, it can be quite pedestrian and um, kind of puncture an image you have of them. But yeah. then, thinking back to it, I've got some very fond memories. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's yeah, totally they're brilliant, fine. and they're always nice people. Yeah. Yeah. But you sort of then, when you're doing the post, and you're sitting rotoring around fucking Josh Homme's head. <laughs> you sort of think, well, I'm just in this bed sit trying to make Josh Homme look cool. Yeah. When people watch it, they'll just think he's cool. They won't think, good bit of roto. And then you're in this weird position where you're... Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of like a really unglamorous... It sounds really glamorous, like, oh, I'm a music video director, but when actually you're doing yeah. the dog's body work... It's yeah, it's funny, like, like you, you sort of... I remember... It's a bit more, about glamorous, more glamorous than being an advert, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, more lucrative. So. Whatever, yeah, whatever, you, whatever you do <laughs> gets connected with this nice soundtrack. <laughs> but I remember reading about um, Spike Jones hanging out with Beast Boys, and, he, yeah. and you know, I'm sure he was friends with them, but you've only got to have an association, and suddenly everyone thinks that you're yeah. best mates with them. Yeah, like, yeah. We, we haven't seen Beck since we made his video. Yeah, but, uh, but still. But, you know, but people think, oh, you hung out with Beck, you know, he's sort of, yeah. you're as cool as Beck. So, but you've positioned yourself, not positioned, but you've worked with, or collaborated with all these big artists. Mm. Like, what, is there any of the bands that you were asked to kind of pitch for that you was just like, no, or? Oh, plenty yeah. of those. I mean, was it just because they were naff, or? Yeah. Well, it's a funny situation because you get sent a track and, and you can say, no way, but it's not like, they're not actually desperate for you to do it. It's no. just to say no way to the chance to pitch. Yeah. So I can say that you might you know, be saying no way along with fifteen other directors. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We've said we have been said plenty of tracks. Metallica, who I love, but yeah. we heard it and it, you know they're long past the best. And yeah. we just said no way. But you know it's no skin off their nose. Mm. It's not like we've turned them down. Yeah, they? they do know who we are. <laughs> <They're cool. laughs> Turning down the commissioner. Yeah. Have you ever turned down anything that went on to be like a massive success? Yes, we turned yeah. down uh, Lily uh, Allen's first single. I thought it was laughable, and then number one for ages. <laughs> we also turned down Franz Ferdinand. Oh yeah, uh, Terry yeah. L. We turned down. Yeah. Yeah. And worst thing we did that video anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Fuckers. Yeah, we kind of knew the guys at the label as well, didn't we? That, that one. Well, yeah. So the they, well, the thing was, they sent us an EP. Franz Ferdinand had this little known EP that came out, it, yeah. and it was absolute. Killer. And we played it in the office mm. all the time. They just dominated. We were on the mailing list for ages. They used to send us CDs, and it was fucking brilliant. And we were like, "Wow, this is an amazing band." And then, they, and then they said, "Oh, do you want to make a video? Here's the song." And when we heard it, it was like, oh. it was take me out." But it didn't sound anywhere near as good. The stuff before was right. much heavier, much more rocking, and then that sounded like, "What? The, what's happened to them?" And yeah. Obviously, it's one of the catchiest pop songs. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I regret that we didn't do that. Uh, it's a bit embarrassing. But then we've also, well, we we so it, again, you you don't know 
we, you know, we were asked to do more Radiohead singles after we did Pyramid Song and uh, off the same album and we, and we said no, we can't think of anything. I think we were scared that we, because we, we thought we did a pretty good job mm. that you know you should just quit while you're ahead I think without yeah. sort of thinking for time like the next one if you, if you, if you make a, a one as good or better great yeah. But if you make one that's shit, you tarnish the first one. Oh, uh, okay. And so it's just like, let's just do something different. Do you still kind of believe that kind of philosophy? We, well, we don't generally get asked to... We don't sort of do it at the same rate as we did. No, right? Right. It, you know, we, we're, you know, we left the music video business for a while, and it's never really embraced us again, <laughs> you know, like... Mm. But it's just a totally so different, a, it's a different um, landscape now. Yeah, right? yeah. It's a, it's, there's no, you know, there's no more Chris Cunningham, there's no more Gondries, there's no more what's Mike Jones. It's a different. But that, different was the, world. that was, I mean, those guys sort of made their names at sort of exactly the same time. Yeah, I would, I would definitely love. Well, no, they were just slightly ahead of us yeah, always because we were reading about them when we were at college. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I remember, remember being a runner and watching Come to Daddy and just like fantasizing. Is that the chance we yeah. do road time? Oh right, because right. <laughs> you, you lot were all in the same sort of category. Didn't you? Well, yeah, no, we were we were at the, more at the tail end of it. To be honest, because I remember sitting. I went to the Royal College to study animation. I remember sitting in the library reading Shops magazine. And mm -hmm. um, reading about um, the latest Chemical Brothers video mm -hmm. or whatever, and sort of thinking, I wonder if this is a if this is a job. Yeah, mm -hmm. that was sent. I thought, well, this sounds, seems really cool. I remember thinking that. Um, so the, the, that stuff was already sort right. of in existence. So when did um? So you guys all studied together in Kent, and then mm -hmm. you went off to Royal College of Art. Me and Jason went to the Royal. Oh, really? Turned me down. Really? Did they really? Yeah. Yeah. He applied. Then I did. 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 Then and talent to make my films. Right. And um, it, that, it, there's sort of seeds of yeah. China really being sown then. It was all hands on deck just to help me graduate. Is that on the list robot? Yeah. 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 And so, so you guys all kind of worked on that. Yeah. 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 Oh wow. Is that you too, Jason? I was at, I was doing my first year when you were doing your. Yeah, Jason didn't really do anything. Not so much in that. But it, and it was like you can animate. Yeah. Yeah. Time. I just don't think you were even interested. I didn't work. No. And then what happened was this sort of company took off and then what, Shinola? Shinola and um, Jason you know because we all lived together it was, it was no question that he wouldn't be in it but then Jason turned out to be a really good animator without even having fucking done any student films or anything you could just animate straight away I think when we when we first started it was mostly sort of moving illustration well for my um, on my part anyway well yeah I mean that was I mean we, well, we mentioned this before with that we don't really consider ourselves to be competent animators. It's always well, it's always competent. Huh? I'd say we're competent. I'd say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you, you've definitely earned that. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> but, no, but we, you, I think we make more interesting videos and have more interesting ideas than we are yeah. skilled technicians. Yeah, well, we're we're always the with you two has certainly showed us what real animators can do <laughs> and the gap between us and you. Well, because I mentioned that to you, like we would. Normally, if we were animating, mm -hmm. you'd think, okay, 
should we do this thing with the ship in the storm? And you think, no fucking way, who's going to animate that? Yeah, maybe right. Chris could maybe do it? No. The things we'd always shy away from are like water or, you know, anything that more than one character. Or we'd find a way to stylize it yeah. or get around the problem. If we ever did lip sync, we did a video for um, acting that kind of got shelved, but instead of animating it, we painted Kenny's lips green <laughs> and he sung the song, kind of lip sync, right along to it, and then we just keyed him out and put it onto the character. What, I think texture. that is what yeah. kind of, I, I suppose, became like a signature for you or kind of... Well, that, well he, that's the thing, so you do it that way, and everyone's like, wow, that's another way. Yes, yeah, yeah, I've not seen that yeah. before. It's just like, we're sitting there going, really? Even the Queens of the Stone Age music video, I'm still, I was watching it like, about an hour ago, and I was like, "How how have they done?" No, that? no, no. I, I, I feel exactly the same. Yeah. Like, I wanted, there was one thing I wanted to ask you: How do you, do you do that? Did you just that one specifically? Yeah, yeah, the bit on the back of the truck and stuff. Did you just? Well, half of, half of it is actually then on a black painted truck, right. a stationary. Yeah. yeah. And then we moved the camera around. We made the camera whiz past them. And we so did. Oh, have, oh, and, and you moved, and we just made we made the landscape move past right, right. the vehicle. But then for some of the more crazier moves, we built a CGI replica of the, which was really easy to render because it's just matte black with some bits of white paint highlights. And Chris sort of rigged some um, approximations of them to go in the back. Yeah. So you get them in the longer shots. Yeah. Um, and it, because of the style of it, you could get But away even with the style of it, then all being black and all the, the highlights of the white, is that yeah, just... the same then, was it? Yeah, we painted them next time black painting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we sent about, I don't know, half a dozen or a dozen treatments for that video. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those ones where they kept coming back and going, no, that's not it, but we want you to do it. So just keep sending us ideas until we find the right thing. Well, this was coming straight from Queen's Straight from Josh Hong. And really? uh, eventually we came up with that one. He's like, that's it. And we met <laughs> him. black. And yeah, well, he said, <laughs> so yeah, we had like true. absolute... At that time, it was the like the, the best lineup of Queens of the Stone Age, and there was Mark Lanigan in the in the band, and, and Josh said that he only wanted to do it because he knew painting Mark Lanigan black would piss him off. <laughs> and it really did. It really did. Really, really yeah. yeah. He was, he was a very intimidating man. Right. He was. And when I spoke to him recently about that other thing that never happened, um, we were talking about that again. And he goes, he's such a, a moody git, Mark Lagan. He's, he's got, he did a really funny impersonation of him. I can't remember what he said. He said something like, he wakes up in the morning and, and sits down to have breakfast and goes, <clears throat> cereal. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what he was like. Thank you. Um, but yeah. it's kind of like... Um, to be honest, that, that video and... Um, Pyramid Song for Reddit are the videos I'm most proud of was doing. Yeah. Because I can't believe we did them. I can't believe we had the balls to try and do that thing because we didn't know what we were doing no. at all. No. And we kind of thought, well, maybe if we paint it black and move the landscape back the truck, that'll work. Yeah. And, then, you, and then you're on this set and it's a fucking black truck and Mark Langan's been painted black. And yeah, and it's better fucking work. <laughs> and we turned up on the set and the first AD came to us and said, okay, which shots are you going to drop? Like, None of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, um, but no, it's definitely like stood up. I was I was in a queue uh, to watch Prince the other day, and I was. Oh, behind, look at this! And the guy behind. I was at the bathrooms. I was at, I was at Prince. Did you get <laughs> yeah, I got in. But the guy behind Twice. me was the director. Two nights in a row. Yeah, uh, 
There was um Why, why are Prince's fans so fanatical? Because he doesn't he's like, you know, he doesn't play, you know, he's like I could spend the next hour talking about why Prince is so bad. But it's an hour later <laughs> and we're not convinced. Um yeah, the guy behind me was a director and we just got talking and I said, Oh, I just work with Shinola and he was like, Oh my god, they're Queens of Stone Age like music video and really? just going on about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It just always surprises. We don't really expect anyone who knows us or our work. Yeah. Well, you, you just sort of live in a bubble when you're making it, you know, don't know. I suppose, like, I suppose coming from the era you did when you were saying kind of there wasn't the YouTube and the Vimeo, yeah. you couldn't kind of measure it in hits or whatever. I suppose it's kind of understandable. But well, now, well, surely, you can, like, you can see like a million hits on whatever Coldplay video. Mm. But yeah. we always attribute it just to the band. And they rig it as well. Yeah. No, they rig it. Rig what? Hits. Really? Yeah, it's common knowledge. And a few people have had their knuckles wrapped about it. So a, 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 a music label will pay to add a million hits to the hit count to make the song look popular. Because how then it appears they, non- But how do they get the hits? But no, it's fake. You just well, add a million to the counter. What? On, to, on YouTube? YouTube? Yeah, yeah. YouTube. of course. Wow. This is such an obvious tactic. Wow, that's a million hits. I'll click on that. Yeah. But also, okay. you know, now that the internet is here, we do look at our videos, and the, and the clicks are like nothing compared to the blandest videos out there. So, you know, it's like, what, well, it, it's, what's it's, the point? It's entirely based, and, it, and you can see it reflected in like the music, uh, MTV Music Video Awards. It's not about the MTV Music Video Awards. It's not about music videos at all. It's about what is the most popular song that year. Yeah. And and equally, the most popular song of most popular band, or the or <laughs> I'm not going to name names, but the band the, the music video that's got the most amount of tits in it mm. <laughs> gets the yeah. biggest number of hits. Yeah. That sells. Making yeah. some some obscure music arty yeah. party thing. Mm. For some band that most people have never heard of, yeah. you know it's it's funny. I, I, I always, when you see those kind of awards and whatever wins, and then the artist goes up to collect the award for like yeah. the best music video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course, and they don't even thank them. It's not because it's not yeah. about them. Yeah. But then also, you know, you can't be making that's such an unhealthy thing to do to sort of think I'm gonna I'll only make a music video if, if I'm gonna get loads of hits. Yeah, no, you know that's, that's not. That's not why we got into it, because YouTube well, didn't even exist. And, yeah. But it, it, because you can look at comments on your own videos and look at the counter, it's really seductive. Yeah. Um, and it's just playing into your ego, and it really doesn't matter. Sometimes yeah. it doesn't play into your ego. We were talking about, I looked at a comment the other day, and much like you were just saying, somebody said, oh, I used to love this when I was a kid. <laughs> what, what happened when you tried to play it to Rex? Was it you playing to Rex? Did you oh, see it? Didn't he say he's uh, he got like Rex, 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 Rex and his son? I think it was Eden, wasn't it? Asked you to stop it. Oh yeah, my son asked me to stop it halfway too because it was boring. He's just an old Spider-Man. It's the most accessible video you tried to play to a child right now. This is what I do for a job. It's boring. <laughs> <laughs> Did he walk over the TV and start trying to like swipe, uh, yeah. it, swipe it, <laughs> swipe, swipe it to the next channel? That does happen. Um, 
I, so I remember looking on your website ages ago uh, when I was at uni, and I, and I wanted to uh, I wanted to do an internship somewhere, and uh, you guys said that you didn't offer internships. Ooh. Did we say that to you? Ooh. Not not Did to me. It was on the website. Was I remember like, putting it on the website because we were always being asked. Yeah. yeah, well, we've done exactly the same thing now, actually, strangely, but uh, it's. Uh, but then I about, then I remember reading an interview with David O'Reilly like a few years later, yeah. and he said that he he'd come and work with you guys. He was the one and only. Was it wasn't an internship though. We were paying no. him. Oh right, because yeah. he sent us. He was. He's he quite. Was, he's quite he was young. Only Nineteen. Right. Or eighteen. I can't remember, but he just sent us his student films. He wrote us a letter from yeah. school. Yeah, and he just they were so good. He wasn't actually asking for a job. No, we asked him to work for us. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah it was different. Because uh, he was basically saying, oh, my teachers don't get what I'm doing, and, I don't re- and I'm not really liking it here. And all of that had a chance in the industry, so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And we looked at his work, and we were like, fucking hell, it was so much better than you were doing at his age. Was it 3D stuff? Yeah, it was a flash animation. flash animation of a little stick character, but it was so charming and so nice. And he had that beautiful thing of... Um, Serial and Toptics. Yeah, oh, and it was just so captivating. It had this thing where, you know, it was just someone looking at the sky. Well, it was a POV in the sky. Yeah, and then uh, a blink, and you could see, you know, when you see those little motes in your eye drift, drifting down, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he animated it perfectly. It was just yeah. that, this thing's coming down and going up again and coming down. So, so our it's it's like, yeah, thing to do. Of course. Yeah. You, know, you, can, you could get a job tomorrow on animating, no problem. And then he's a really, if you've met him, he's crazy. Uh, I've met him really briefly. He's, he's crazy in, in the best of possible ways, so, so full of um, beans. And he did this thing, I can't remember what it's called, polyphasic sleeping, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Where you basically, it's kind of what they do in the army. And we've done it on jobs to meet deadlines. So you where you, 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 yeah, you sleep for 20 minutes. And he did that for a couple of months and basically made, and then got into college and made a showreel work like oh. in like three months or something. And then he got a job. Did he start working at Studio AKA or something like that? He did, yeah. And then, and then he was doing exactly what you did, working at Studio AKA in the day and working with us in the evening. Yeah, that's right. And then we just... Uh, started working on the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. And so we basically employed him to help us do that. So you animated quite a lot on that. On the Hitchhiker's Guide? Yeah, did yeah. That was quite different. He did the book that was tap dancing down the stairs. Oh, he never used Maya. He never used Maya and hadn't really had a. Uh, That's right, because he used to break every model that you yeah. made. Yeah, yeah. yeah, his first attempt to do the tap dancing book, he basically kind of broke the rig. Which is now, and then and I remember what I also remember about that was he yeah. then accidentally deleted all the files off our server mm-hmm. wow. and, uh, <laughs> and stayed late to redo it all. That but, seems like it could be a cut in this film, but you know, it, it, but it, it he's incredibly talented, talented yeah, too. Yeah, no, it's so wicked, it's funny, it's one of, the, one of the things that's come up in every single one of the interviews. Well, not every single one, but at least when we were down the pub beforehand or after or something, it's been uh, people have mentioned David O'Reilly's name. What, what you definitely see in animation is um, um, direct, let's say, influence, but let's also just say people ripping you off yeah. Yeah. Um, with no original ideas of their own, they're just copying what he's done. Yeah. And you see that, and that's a sign usually of, that you've done something right, mm. you know, if everyone's trying to copy you and be the next you. Actually, that, last night I went to go and see her. And, um, yeah, who? I stayed, I stayed, uh, I stayed at to see the credits just so I could see David's name go up. <laughs> no, really? <laughs> it's, um, 
it's nice to hear that like uh, that like reaching out you know to people who inspire you sort of made such a difference because it's like when I was younger I would have never have thought to like try and contact like people who I was like you know well, we always keep people time of day. We got uh, asked yesterday how we made our junior senior video. Did you write it? Because I wrote it. No, 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 I didn't. Did and um, <laughs> you know, fucking at this point, no, I'm still asking how it's done. Uh, but we will still answer that, you know. Yeah. Um, but you know, we can't necessarily. And that is the one people. No, no, but it's not. It's not even. So, it's because there's so many people trying to do pixelated videos yeah. every year. You know, it's constantly. Working, working, working. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the latest Lilia? Lilia oh, can I have another beer, please? Uh, the latest <laughs> Lily Allen video. Um, it is so bad. I almost <laughs> wanted to put on Twitter. We made Junior Senior in what year? Oh, in '91, '92. And then this comes out no, in 2001. 2001, and this comes out 13 years later, and look at the fucking state of it. Uh, it's so bad, it's, it's, I haven't seen it's it. It's laughably bad, the whole she's like on D&I or something. There's no excuse for it. Yeah. Because there have been some good pixelated videos, that yeah. Trucker's Delight one was good. Oh, so good. And um, even that one, that uh, Future Proof recently was pretty well done. And then who's that guy Robinson who does all the little animated? Oh yeah, Robinson. Did yeah. a little yeah. stuff for yeah. Edgar Wright. He's incredible. That guy. You know, mm -hmm. there, there are people who are doing it again. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. 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 People are doing it, and doing it. What I would say, right. Yeah. And, it, and it's still pleasurable to look at. Fucking look at Flappy Bird. You yeah. know, it's still like people can't get over pixelated stuff for whatever yeah. reason. So, so like, as far as I knew, though, um, you guys were the first guys I came across who were doing lo-fi um, 3D stuff or lo-fi mm. kind of high-tech stuff. But, um, it was but, in the air. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but was... what were the things that you were looking at then? Well, we were looking at the wireframe in Maya, thinking, can we get away with just using that? Really? <laughs> yeah. No, because, well, I think in my student film I had some wireframe things, didn't I? And, yeah. and that was it from... It just cool to us. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's, it was from the SSR student thing like to deconstruct stuff. Yeah. yeah. What, what, what amazing thing I saw in Dr. Easy actually was the fact that you used the After Effects, um, what is it, uh, 3D tracking, tracking market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, in the thing. <laughs> yeah. Why not? I thought that was they look really yeah. cool, why not? They do, yeah, yeah, it looks great in it. I thought all the yeah, like interface design stuff looked really And we cool. also down raised it because we looked at a lot of um, the way robots are being taught to see mm -hmm. um, in the real world and it's kind of low-fi, it's kind of CFAX, because the display is for their own reading, mm, yeah. uh, well, or for the technicians. Yeah. Technicians' analysis, whereas it's whereas, definitely not anti-alias, and yeah. it comes out like, <laughs> detected threat. I just watched the new Robocop, and it's full of that, and oh. everything's got a 45 degree angle cut off yeah. of it, it's still like, that's a like it's all still <laughs> basically the... Design on the Designs Republic. It's all got the same aesthetic, and it's all like it's just the yeah. screen is full of just mumbo jumbo. And, mm -hmm. and what we wanted to do was have a slightly more realistic, but still be kind of sexy, still totally fantasy. Yeah, mm -hmm. but yeah. but have a sort of element of like, well, maybe they just not do what approach it, all those things because they just annoyed it. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was one of the only successful versions of that and also the um, all the sort of extra stuff you did around it where you're promoting it and put out some videos. Um, oh, yeah, videos, videos, videos. Uh, I don't know how yeah, you yeah. call that stuff. 
Yeah, that was that was like the most convincing stuff of that, that I've seen in a long. Well, yeah, some somewhere it's funny because there was a journalist for uh, I can't remember if it was in the newspaper, and he tweeted about it saying, "My God, fucking look at this!" Really? And then I tweeted him and said, "It's not real," and he got really mad with wow. me. Yeah, he got in an argument with me because he was basically being defensive because he was a journalist and he reported something as being fact and it wasn't. You know. That is amazing. Is that, was he referencing the site that was built? Well, we made, no, well, well yeah, we I'm trying to make it look real. And yeah, he referenced yeah. the video and said, look, this is scary where this is going. But that, that was, it, you know, it was mean, probably, to take the piss out of Yeah, but that was yeah. the whole point of it, and it was such a huge compliment. And also, yeah, yeah. And also journalists should check what they're writing about, they're journalists. Well, like, I mean, you know, we, like, we based it pretty strongly on all those sort of um, Boston Dynamic things. And so, yeah. you know, we were, we, we were trying to pull that trick. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. in fairness to him, he just fell oh, to us. No, we weren't really trying to trick people, we just trying to make something that looked Genuine, basically. Yeah. No, no. He was probably the only person. <laughs> I it hasn't had that many views. A few thousand, but you know, the one person in a few thousand thought it was real. That's <laughs> good enough. Yeah. And he's a journalist. Yeah. He's a journalist. <laughs> yeah. But I can imagine most people that saw it or clicked on the link just went and turned it. It's boring. Um, when's it going to make me a sandwich? <laughs> so that and the the film Doctor Easy is kind of the book building towards you lot getting your feature off the ground. Yeah. Are you allowed yeah. to talk about any of that? Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, what not? normally sort of happens with a lot of those things that, you, that are comparable, tragically, are they're short films that people have made and then they get snapped up by Hollywood to expand it into a feature film. Mm. Whereas we, it's totally the opposite for us. We've already written the first draft yeah. of the feature. Then we took that to Warp and then they took it to film for and they gave us some money to make Dr. Easy to be a taster of what the tone of the feature might be like, yeah. to test us whether or not we could do it mm -hmm. because even though we've been making stuff for 15 years, there's not so much live action I suppose, not so much working with actors mm -hmm. and also it, it, you're working in a different field, you know, can you make something suspenseful with actors in it and mm -hmm. with all these the effects that the movie's going to require mm. and sort of pass it off on a budget. Yeah. And so that was mm. sort of government was thrown down in the way. And I think possibly if it had failed, they wouldn't have um, pursued the project. Yeah, if, away from the project. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. if it had been a just miserable failure. But it's done really well, right? Yeah, and, and, they've, and they've put money into hiring um, a writer to help us um, oh, polish the draft. Mm. It's an amazing film. I really, really loved it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I thought it was a really serious thing. You guys have done quite a few live action things recently. Well, we made a conscious effort to do it. Yeah. Did you make? You said before that you stopped. You stopped doing music videos at a certain point, and then you come back to it. Well, we stopped making music videos basically because we were, were writing. Music, we were writing, trying to teach ourselves to write right. uh, things that were longer than three minutes long. Mm. You know, we wanted to. We wanted to stretch our legs. You know, and, and do some. Do a film basically, and so we just retired for a bit and uh, started writing and teaching ourselves to write and mm -hmm. learning how to tell longer stories. How long ago was that? 
Yeah. 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 It was like 2006. We'd just done an advert and so we had a bit of money behind us. So we, yeah, we, it was fine we, to just take some time off. Yeah, yeah. Just wrote, wrote the script. And, and looking, and, and looking back at it now, we've learned a lot in that time. We've, we kind of got to a first draft and, and sent it out and got, you know, the Dr. Easy thing going. But looking back at the script now, it's pretty creepy. Right. But I mean, every first yeah. draft is a bit. Yeah. yeah, and, and it's that first draft of anything yeah. ever. Yeah, you know, sure. so creepy is still. Yeah, I, I have to say that, like, as much as I, you know, like your Rudy music videos and the lo-fi stuff, I think the, the strongest stuff I've seen from you guys is the live-action stuff that you've been doing recently. Really? I mean, yeah, everything that I've seen well, has been very, very strong. strong. We, yeah, like, I really like that Coldplay. Yeah, yeah the heaviest. Yeah. Right. I mean, it, we we like that stuff. We 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 we're, we're happy with the way it comes it really out. And we don't. We, we, <coughs> when we were doing the um, the stuff like Queens and Stone Age and Pyramid Song, we did get a lot of plaudits for it. We got you know we got awards for everything. We got lots of interviews. You know, the, the live action stuff has must be shelved. It, 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 <laughs> it feels just like it's all sinking without a trace. <laughs> yeah. I think that the thing about live action is there's so many people doing live action. Yeah. It's not, not only that, but, animation but it, when, you, when, you're, when you're making animation, you can do it in any style, yeah. and, it, and it's kind of limitless. Yeah. And, you can, and you can picturally represent anything you, your imagination can drum up. And when you do live action, you're dealing with photographs and actors and real sets and budget really comes into play. Also, and it's, all, it's all so much more limited. And how then do you make a, an individual case for yourself as a director? It's harder to be original uh, in photography than it is in illustration. In illustration, you've got the author's hand right there, you know, the artist's hand right there. You don't really have that in photography. It's much harder to be original in photography. Well, the... Um, the uh, was it that was that the Trent Reznor side project thing that you're talking about, which is like it's shot in very low light, seemingly? Well, yeah, it's shot in broad daylight, but oh, we, we yeah. graded it to fuck. So. Okay, I mean that I've never seen anything that looked like that before. I mean, I think that you did manage to. Well, it yeah, way. but that that's kind of the halfway house between uh, live action and our animation stuff, isn't it? Because it's it is graded so heavily, and that's the look. Right. You know, it's not like. So, so Gondry, who, who makes a music video which is very plainly shot, but so inventive that it's not mm. explained. It's always a formal thing or, or a very theatrical element to his work. Mm. But most of the directors, you would say, have a very distinctive style. It's a formal thing that they do, or it's a recurring theme that they, um, that they use. So say, for instance, Wes Anderson. Where you, Someone like Wes Anderson can very easily do a pastiche of his work because he's got very distinctive traits, yeah. you know, and that's what distinguishes his style from another. But that's the sort of things you're leaning on as a live-action director. And do you find it more challenging than working in live-action than you do? Uh, uh, no, I don't. I think it's more challenging to all different things. For certain. It's more challenging for the producer, probably. Yeah. Well, yeah, back when we were doing a music video for, you know, a fully animated music video, we always used to wonder what the fuck a producer did. <laughs> what, did that one? No, well, they, they the, the, um, the, the people that were repping rap, us would always be, we're giving you this person as a producer, we'd be sitting there, why the fuck are they getting paid? We don't need them. Yeah. Uh, why do these people exist? Yeah. Uh, when you start doing live action, you suddenly realise they play such a crucial part. Well, yeah. I mean, it, without them, everything falls apart. 
Mm. Do you find when you've done live action projects that you've been uh, you've been able to rely quite a lot on the crew, or are you, do you feel kind of like? Well, I mean, Doctor Easy was the first time, if we're honest, where um, it was brilliant because yeah. we had Barry Aykroyd, who's an amazing fucking Oscar winning DOP, mm -hmm. and obviously we had Tom Hollander and Alexander McQueen, and then we recorded with uh, Geraldine James, and um, all of whom are, the uh, the first AD was just amazing. Yeah, all all of whom are like incredibly talented, mm. and you just tell them what you want, and you get it. Yeah. Whereas previously, particularly in music videos, you're basically sort of you're directing extras a lot of the time, or wannabe actors. You're actually directing. And sometimes you get lucky, yeah. and you know, like uh, the How to Destroy Angels uh, yeah. job, all those actors. I mean, we had to cast them. Mm -hmm. yeah. We did. You do the casting yourself. Yeah, and um, um, you know, but you kind of you're looking for the talent. As opposed to, it's, they've just got it, yeah. you know. Yeah. And like with Tom Hollander, we just talked about what it was we were trying to do and what was happening with his character, mm. blah blah blah, you know, the, the backstory, and then you just press record and he does it, yeah. and you get it in the first take, and it's like, right, okay. You, you talk about the character and the and the story, whereas with the extras, you talk about the action they have to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's be like directing shot dummies. If I mean, yeah. stand there, look over there. Okay, we'll get that shot. Stand there, look over there. Okay, we'll get that shot. If we story together ourselves. And coming yeah. from animation, where you can make a, a film using pegs, yeah, yeah, you know, that's actually fine. That's, so well, that's how we were used to work. And it's a good yeah. training ground. And working with actors who can actually act is a revelation because they, they bring so much yeah. more. And you can't, you really can't underestimate, you know, their talent. I know, you know, they, it's not like they're not paid incredibly well. No, and, no. And, uh, you know, they seem to run the show, but actually it's with good reason, I think. Yeah. And in fact, in fact so would, uh, when Gravity won the other day at the BAFTAs, did, 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 did you win, by the way, at the BAFTAs? <laughs> <laughs> I thought he said nothing was off limits. He said, I think it was either at the BAFTAs or in an interview later, he said, you know, the thing that sort of made it connect with the audience was Sandra Bullock. And, well, that's not 100% true. No, I think <laughs> um, she was rubbish. <laughs> but... She could have been far worse, and it could have sank it. You can't underestimate how important the, the face that you're looking at. Definitely, because that is a B movie script. Yeah, it's <laughs> well acted, if you see what I mean. If, what? If it, it, Gravity. Yeah. Gravity is totally a B movie. But you think it was well acted? Uh, they made a B movie into an amazing movie, if you see what I mean. Mm. Uh, they made it. Oh, they made it. I don't think you okay. can fault her performance. I think what you can fault is the shit that she had to say. Yeah, that that she had to do about that terrible parents, scene. Dead no one's going to come out of that scene, that you know, crying scene. Well, are they? It, you know. Yeah, I, I, I just thought like it was just a really wild thought story. But anyway, like I, I don't want to talk about gravity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, no, come on. This is attached to a movie review. Um, what was the actual question? Why did we end up talking about it? Uh, well, I just wanted to have a the crew. Like, yeah, yeah, we, got, we, got quite, we were quite big, or working with big acts before we even had a crew. So we'd done all these videos for Radiohead and whatever, and suddenly we're on set with 20 people working for us in Queens of the Stone Age, and we were just scared shitless. You know, yeah, so we had to rely on them, because there's yeah. like 10 burly men moving a techno crane around. Yeah, and what, that's yeah. a weird... That's so a did weird. you have a DOP on that? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's a hard. Um, but going from sitting in your bedroom for years on end, doing everything yourself, to suddenly, you know, most people work their way up on set for that kind of thing. And no, yeah, the previously we were the cameraman, we were the editor, we yeah. were the actors. You know, to we were the animation. In an actual, you know, studio environment, we went from zero to nothing, and just didn't know what the fuck we were doing. So what was the first live action thing that you guys did? That was the Queen's Well, we did lots of live action elements for things. The Queen's and Stone Age basically was a, a full day. Yeah, the first live action thing we did was Steve Mountainous. Steve Mountainous, yeah. yeah. We, we did that consciously to, was to learn. We made a video for Steve Mountainous and the Jeepnacks for Domino, and we, with the budget, which was minuscule, um, we spent all of the money buying ourselves a camera and a simple right. lighting kit and a tripod and one of those reflectors that you can't get back in the thing and <laughs> some gaffer tape and what have you and, and we did it consciously to try out loads of different things so we did some green screening ourselves Chris was in it acting we went we 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 convinced we were producers because we convinced the Trocadero to let us in to film yeah. our really? student film for free and we wow. filmed in a church for free even in the in the woods in Muswell Hill, we were filming some stuff running around there. Do you remember? Yeah, that? yeah. We, uh, and then the, the, like, the park rangers came up to us and go, "What are you doing with the camera?" Because it looked it was like a semi-professional camera. Mm. Like, well, we were just students, and then they just left us alone. <laughs> and we we did it as a sort of crash course thing. Right, all right. What are all the things you need? Because it's a harsh yeah. lesson to sort of find yourself short or something. Mm. Um, and it was, but also, we needed to, you know, we we needed to know what the, what does the cameraman do, what does the yeah. cameraman do. Yeah, what but I just it still didn't feel right. But no, no, obviously, there. there's no way we learn any, you know, one percent of what they actually do. However, we we had an ins a slight insight, you know, more than we would have had just sitting uh, at our computers. Or well, turning up on yeah. on set on did a proper we, shoot. Did you turn really up on set and they were sort of saying all these kind of like words? That like would call but that still happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, 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 um, yeah. The names, some things go over our head. But I mean, every, everyone you employ is incredibly talented yeah. and there to do their job. So it's not actually that difficult because yeah. as long as you know what it is you're trying to achieve, um, then you're fine. I, I've, I've had a couple of times where you've had live action directors come into an animation environment and the fact that they're a live action director has made them much better because they're not focused on the technique or they're not like you know caught up in the way it's done and been right. done before is that a pointed remark at us I think the thing that's actually quite hard still for us to this day is that that when you do a shoot you've got a very limited amount of time yeah. to get it done and through it experience you're not really sure how much you can get done or what's mm -hmm. important yeah. and whereas in animation something's wrong you redraw it yeah. Or if you're doing it in 3D, yeah. you can change the camera position the day before delivery. Still, yeah. still fucking around. On yeah. set, you've kind of got to get everything. The focus is on these 16 hours where you've got <laughs> yeah. everybody together for this shoot. And in fact, on Dr. Easy, it was a two-day shoot, and we had this whole bit with um, this camera crew who were filming the siege. Mm. And we, had, we cast these two uh, young people and gave them a fake camera and some fake coffee that cups and a fake flight case and everything. What's that? The dude wasn't young. Was he not? No, he was an old guy. No, I, mean, I said he was young. I'm trying to bet if he's listening, I'm paying him a compliment. Well, <laughs> now you're saying, now, now you're listening. I think he was in his 70s. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, 
and we were running out of time to get all the shots and we, were, yeah. we had to make a decision there and then. Well, actually, that bit doesn't mean he had anything. But what you were doing was you were jumping ahead and thinking, well, that might, might end up on the cutting room floor in the edit. Mm. And so you have to make that decision, but right there on the set. And so we had to actually just say, just, just nix those guys, send them really? home because we don't have time to film them. Okay. And oh, no, I'm thinking the protesters. The protesters, yeah. Very no, he was, he was old. Yeah, he was key. So coming from an animation background going into live action, do you approach the kind of pre-production in the same way? Like, do you, do you storyboard as... Uh, yeah. Well, well we I, I've been trying to make it so that we don't a little bit, because I can often see a storyboard, especially in um, animation directors who've moved into live action, I can you see, can, it's true, you can see animation shots. You can see the, the shots, and it's really contrived, right. and doesn't feel spontaneous. And, and actually working yeah, with Barrett, it was a, a godsend, because he's a documentary, uh, got a documentary background, right. and he just knows where to place the camera without, um, you know, without much direction. He's amazing. And so... Take it easy, <laughs> Jason, I'll see you around. <laughs> Bye, Jason, yeah, Bye. Bye. <laughs> Yeah, we were Thanks. just asking all the questions about Jason. We've lost someone. Yeah, we've lost, <laughs> lost someone. Um, well, you can lose me in the toilet for a couple of months. <laughs> okay, well, we're talking, we're talking about... Um, uh, talking about Chris and Jason. <laughs> we're talking um, about... Uh, losing stuff on the current film storyboarding. Storyboard, yes. Yeah, so, with our uh, first sort of forays into live action, I'm sort of consciously um, sort of stopped us from doing the storyboard friends. Right. Really? Because At, like completely, not even. Well, we sort of the, the in the end, you end up sort of thumbnailing them, and and you've got to block out yeah. you know, scenes, and you've got to have you know. When, so, for instance, with How to Destroy Angels, we had a very sort of we had a story to tell, and we knew how fast we had to tell it, and so it's like, well, he's doing this now. We need to sell it in three shots. What three shots? Yeah. You don't necessarily need to draw them. You can. You just know what they are. Yeah. And then, if you're working with a really talented DP, isn't it better that you let them compose the shots? Yeah. yeah. As long as you're explaining to the DP what it is you're trying to say with the shot, mm -hmm. they'll say, "We'll do it like this." Yeah. You know, and that you've got to learn to sort of loosen up a bit. Trust people. Yeah. What you need to what you need to have beforehand is the story sorted out in your head. Yeah. What it is you're actually trying to say? Mm. What what the conclusion is? What's going to happen? Mm. Um, and where bits need to move fast, slow. I think it's you. You've got to have an edit in your mind almost. Yeah. But then I think you've got to accept that on set you can film it in a different way. And I've yeah. heard that like the Coen brothers, for instance, are one of the sort of few directors who really heavily storyboard their films, mm. but then actually mostly chuck it away on the set. Mm. But what they my storyboarding, what they've done is kind of worked out what the film is. Yeah. And I think actually that's um, to our advantage coming from an animation background, is that I think we, we can very easily run the film in our heads yeah. uh, visually with, without the aid of storyboards and, right, and, 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 and finding it in the edit. Mm -hmm. You know, like just filming loads and loads of stuff and then just trying to assemble something. Yeah. We, we can sort of, okay, this bit goes here, you know, you can plan it all out. Yeah, how does it how does it work with three directors? Because obviously, like when you've got when you're doing animation, I can kind of imagine, and when you're doing animation and you have storyboards, I can kind of imagine how you 
um, how you can well, direct the way we, we three people. But yeah, well, the way we've approached it is that we, we do all that thinking, and I've just been talking about beforehand. So, you, I mean, our treatments are just kind of totally on the money in terms of what the finished thing right. is. Okay. They're pretty explicit. And you guys all sort of sign If you read the treatment for that How to Destroy Angels video, you sound like you're describing the video. Right. It's pretty close. You know, so there's happy accidents and bits that change and bits that got added and bits that got taken away, but right. pretty much it's, it's it. Mm. And we spend a long time working that stuff out. So the shoot day is then about getting it, mm. getting that story that we have all agreed upon yeah. and down the lens. And that to me is the only way to sort of tackle it. And then at that so point... So who shouts action and who shouts cut? Usually, I, because I, I can't already tell, I'm the most gobby one, right. or the most, or the least socially inept. And so I'll deal with the, you know, um, the business up front, <laughs> uh, like with the actors and the DP and same cut, and working usually pretty closely with the first AD. These guys go have a beer with the <laughs> But these Pretty guys, <laughs> these guys actually sit behind the monitor right, and are looking at the, they have that veil of the monitor mm. between them. And actually I, I can't do that very well, if I'm honest. I can't look at the monitor and tell if what we've got is any good. Right. It's lucky really, because I can't do the other thing. Okay. We're incredibly lucky to be working together okay. in that way. Because I, I look at the screen and I'm just like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. And I can't tell, and Jason, and I look at Jason and he's like frowning. Right. And I'll say, well, what was wrong with that? Right. And he'll say, oh, they didn't say that word right. Or, you know. okay. And I'm like, okay, right. I've got, uh, yeah, I get it. Now. We're not. I think so you're, you're the one who talks to the actors yeah. and stuff like that. Okay. Cool. Uh, so I've, got, I've got a very um, logical, organised mind. I'm somewhere the director in the first AD. Right. In, just in terms of what, in terms of the way you interact with actors? Or just Knowing like... what's the best order to shoot things okay. and um, holding the continuity in my head and okay. holding the whole story in my head. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm totally sort of snow blind. Right. Uh, on, I can't look at the monitor and I can't, I think adrenaline sort of gets the better of me. So it's good that these guys then sort of sit and they're like, or sometimes even in a different room. In fact, we were filming Tom, you guys were in a different room, and you were watching on the TV, yeah. almost like it was being broadcast. That's, that's kind of, I, I imagine that is a completely different way of experiencing it. Well, it is. It's yeah. like much more like how the final thing is. Of course, yeah. But, but, I'm, but we, can't, just, just we can't imagine directors working on their own. Mm. And being able to do both those things. Do both those things. Well, I think normally probably my job is redundant, and the first AD does a lot of that. I, well, I don't know though. I mean, I, only from what I read. Oh shit! What book was it? It's the guy that directed Saturday Night Fever. Mm. Um, yeah. Okay. Directing. It was all directing. I think. Yeah, yeah. And he said that the most important thing is being up close with the director, with the actors. Right. Um. And you know what he captures, or how it looks, and the things that me and Jason sit there looking at. He's always he said they're always of a secondary importance, and you know everyone has their own, um, you know, values or whatever. Yeah. In the directing because um, uh, what's his name said actors are cattle, 
well, Hitchcock, Hitchcock, which you know, we sort of went into it thinking because we we were animators and we made them do what we want and came out of it thinking the exact opposite. Right. And you ha- actually have to completely rely on them. Well, I think it's, it's, it's a little bit of both, isn't it? You're yeah. the director. You're the only person on set actually who's got the whole building in their head and who mm. gives two shits about it actually. Mm. And you know, um, wholly. Yeah. And you're the person who's going to be working on on the longest. Mm. And who's going to put so much more time into it. Well, uh, and a lot of time people don't really know yeah. what, where this scene plays chronologically, yeah. or even this shot, and it's your job to yeah, make sure everyone else it's understands it's what it is you're trying to do. You've got to know how it butts up to the scene before and after. Yeah. So we really know how to play it. But, um, Was that kind of difficult, um, kind of doing stuff in, I suppose it's the same in animation you don't necessarily animate it's just storytelling yeah, yeah yeah so if you can learn it in any medium you've learned it yeah, yeah. yeah. the um, the only other thing I wanted to ask about was um, I, I remember talking to you Kenny about um, uh, the fact that you when you guys decided to do a feature film you decided to do it as um, live action rather than animation and you thought that that was because animation couldn't necessarily hold the same sort of uh, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't quite how it happened. You know, the 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 film that we're trying to make, the Red Man. You go if you want. I've no, got three already. <laughs> the film that we're trying to make, the Red Man, is kind of you know um, we've never seen it as anything but live action. Right. It was more the point that for a long time we toyed with the idea of making an animated film, and we're still thinking about it. Well, it happened definitely. Um, but animated feature, yeah, animated feature, that's right. right. And what we were, but specifically, what we were looking at was how can we make an animated feature for adults, mm. um, not for children. Obviously, they work for children. And box office gold, you know. Mm. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. I've got kids myself, and I watch both of them, and they totally work. And it's making them work for adults is a sticking point, mm. and. We spent a long time thinking about that and thinking about what the sort of story could be and what style it could be because you know, it could be any sort of style. Yeah. What would work and what's holding people back from watching those things. And mm. um, we just went into a cul-de-sac kind of thinking about what animation can and can't do, um, in our opinion. Yeah. And what we do and don't like about animation. I, I think we overanalyzed it, but I, I think we sort of concluded it was almost like an impossible challenge. Well, I think what we set ourselves to do was impossible. Yeah. So you know, if you take away some of the which was what you know, stipulations, the... like you know, it had to be for for adults. Right. Like, absolutely not for children. Not something that children could watch as well, like The Simpsons. Yeah. It absolutely had to be for adults, mm. and it had to really have emotional impact. You know. These kinds of things that we well, there's a lot of things we hate about animation, which is too long to go into now. But so all those avenues were cut off as well. But was you looking at all at like um, the way animation is done in Japan? Because they, they well, make yeah, it's different. The culture is so different. You know, it, I was just watching yesterday this thing, Attack on Titan. Have you seen that? No. Just, I mean, that is absolutely not for kids because it's this little, it's a weird medieval village with a giant wall around. 
And then outside of that, there's these giants, but they're just like weird giant humans, and they break in and just bite people's heads off. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, the most gruesome it's thing. Japanese. Yeah. Right. And if I showed that to my four-year-old, he'd shit his pants. You know, they're yeah. nightmares. Mm. So he couldn't watch it. But um, on top of that, I don't think many adults would want to watch it in our culture because they just wouldn't be interested. It looks like a, a cartoon so and they dismiss it. Yeah, no, it, that's the first argument. Oh, but there's Akira. Mm. But the number of people who've seen Akira in the UK is fucking slim. Yeah, especially the whole world. And, really. you know, because yeah. loads of people read comics in Japan, but they don't hear either. You know, it's yeah. a minority interest. Yeah. And, and the problem is, you know, making a film is expensive. Mm. And really, making feature films is truly where art meets commerce. Yeah. Because they cost a lot of money to make, cost a lot of money to dis- distribute, and and uh, to promote and everything else. And as we're finding, even with our live action thing, what your your the amount of money you can get for your project is based on how much money they think they'll make back. Yeah, it's common sense. It's, just, it's business. Yeah. Um, and so. An animated movie is never going to be that cheap to make either, even no. if you don't do it the Disney way. You know, I'm sure you could do it a lot cheaper here. I'm sure Princess and Mr. Fox, say, for instance, was a lot cheaper than Pixar. But um, how do you make back that money? How do you get that number of bums on seats to watch that film? Yeah. I just don't think you can with an adult audience. And there's been a few films that have attempted it. The, ones that you, uh, you worked on, The um, Illusionist. Illusionist, and Triplets to Belleville, and there's Persopolis, and um, Waltz with Bashir. Persopolis did okay. Didn't it, did, it? it did okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you ever get. That's the best yeah. you can hope. They're the most successful films we're talking about there. Yeah. All of them did okay. Yeah, yeah. Didn't do well. No. And there was a, that, what was that black and white one called? Um, shit, I Oh, the uh, Frank the cell one, one. Yeah, yeah, the Renaissance. It was horrendous. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't help. It was shit. But um, I just don't think. But the, for, my, for the general audience out there of uh, cinema goes, that's not what they're looking for. No, you can see the next X Men, and you don't understand the challenge. It would it would take exceptional circumstances or very good luck for you to completely convert people's attitudes globally. I think <laughs> one I, but I think that like, can be said for a lot of art films that you know probably cost a million quid or something. It doesn't mean those films shouldn't be done. No, I'm not saying that it shouldn't be done, but I don't think you can make an animated film for a million quid, or it would take you so long yeah. under the to do it for a million quid. Yeah, I think you know you need ten times that to even do something at the base level. I think it's like a, I reckon you could probably do an animated. Well, I mean, well, so this, you know, this is where the argument went to, and um, we were thinking, well, why don't we make something with David Shrigley in, along the lines of Good Song? Yeah. It's just a piece of pissed anime. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you could easily make 90 minutes of that. But then, you know, I think people's acceptance of watching that on screen. Yeah. And then once, you, once you're drawing things, and I mean, this is no disregard to David's work at all, because I think he's amazing. But you're drawing all these figures in a cack-handed way with screwy faces and stuff. It really limits yeah. your shots, 
the story you can tell. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the narrative. You can have emotional. Yeah. yeah. Whether you can sympathise with any of these people. And I think a lot of people would cool. find it actually hard to watch that for 90 minutes. Yeah, yeah definitely. Not you or I, who have got a vested interest. I mean, I probably would. No, yeah. I definitely watch things which are long and. And that's the, the nail in the coffin, really, was that um, um, the French film. The Town Called Panic. Town Called Panic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there was a really good example of yeah. them making yeah. something relatively yeah. easy and cheap. They did those and adverts. fantastic in short form, but when yeah. you saw them look, you saw them look. I can watch it. I can watch it. They were great. Great. Was it the same directors who did yeah. those? I always thought they got ripped off. Pick, Pick, and Andre. Yeah, they did. Uh, yeah, you saw those on TV in an ad break. You know, fuck yeah, this is so different. It's so great. Really fun. Especially from liquid TV. Yeah, and then you watched it for more than twenty minutes. You're like, ah, somebody shoot me. But then the the Lego films has come out, and apparently that is great. I mean, it is great. It's it is, yeah, I've seen it. But like, but then they're you're so limited in their movement and expression. Mm. Um, yeah, but but in that it's film, awesome. you're telling a kid's story and it's an adventure story and it's that. Yeah, that's what I mean. You can't, you can't. But could you sit through it easily though? I, mean, I can sit through that easily, yeah, because mm. of the story. But you couldn't tell the white ribbon, right, with Lego figures. It yeah. would not work. Yeah, I don't care what you say. It wouldn't <laughs> be the same. That would be wicked, though. I'm sure it's already on YouTube. But it, it's not the same thing. It no. won't work. And why doesn't it work? Mm. Because you because you don't think of animated characters in the same way. Mm. It's not real. You've always got this in your subconscious. I, I think that is just a cultural thing, though. Yeah, it is. I, I think it's but that, you know, you can't still a thing. It's a huge. Well, we, a huge yeah, psychological yeah. thing. Well, we can't change change it. Concluded, it was just a massive uphill struggle to do the thing we wanted. Mm. And, and then make everyone agree that we were right. That's kind of what it comes down to, basically, with like doing anything which is a bit weird and different from the norm. It's like yeah. just trying to make make your case almost like yeah. I honestly think if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be you guys. Well, oh, that's very flattering. Uh, Thank you. I, I think they're going to have a go before us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's already trying to contribute to the shift. You know what I mean? Like, you might not be the guy who does it, like, but I think David O'Reilly doesn't make his stuff and people are entertained by yeah, it. Totally. I, think, yeah, I yeah. think, like, at, I mean, he'll pull it off because he, he's got clever ways of making things. Yeah. He'll make something that lasts 100 minutes. He's very much more in tune with yeah, his Eternal Worlds, like, when I saw it was 17 minutes, I was like, ah. Oh, sit through this and yeah. I like I like his stuff and when I started watching it 17 minutes went like yeah. that it was like incredible and that's right. not like a big long note I completely movie. agree yeah. but if you count all the people who will put their hands up and say that yeah you know and no offence to David either no 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 um, it's it's a minority interest I don't think he's going really. to be the populist vote really no no, 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 no. no. He's, but he's it's act, um, actively against it yeah. but you know can, can, well, my point is, you can recognise a ship. There's, there's like a Adult Swim, which is like doing really well. Yeah, and, and actually, the things I, I missed out for my argument were South Park the movie. Yeah, and mm -hmm. my favourite of all of them, which is not really animation, but that's for the sake of argument, mm -hmm. say, is Team America. Oh yeah, and I think Team America is the most yeah, yeah, successful. Yeah. If you but, do comedy, you can get away with but it. it. Yeah, it's funny, it's daft, and it's silly. Yeah, no, I agree. It has like a. I think the comedy would be the first way into that like I, I think um, I think off the back of like Ted being so successful I 
think that DreamWorks, or I heard that DreamWorks was something developing. Well, there's something really definitely adult. strange happening in terms of um, what you consider animation versus what you consider VFX. Yeah. It's getting very blurred. Yeah. yeah. You know, like if you go see a film that's mostly VFX, are you actually watching animation? Yes, yeah. you are technically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like Avatar. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's most. That, that's an animated yeah, film. Yeah, it's like eighty percent. But it's uh, <laughs> that's that's a kind of worms, isn't it? Because you got um, <laughs> Tim Tim. Got what's his name yeah. saying it's all his performance, and then the animators saying, well, we had, actually we had to monkey with it so much. <laughs> yeah. No, I yeah I've spoke to people and they've just been like, yeah, we just we just reanimated all of it. Yeah. Uh, and what's his name? Andy Circus. Andy Circus, who's going, oh, I need an Oscar because I played a monkey in such and such. <laughs> no, I, he's got a video account and he's got like a little, like, sh like a show reel thing where he sort of like goes, shows his performance to what the final thing is. Yeah. The thing I always think about him is, and no offence, Andy, if you're listening, but he's I'm a preacher. Sure. <laughs> 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 that was a joke. It's straight as I could, but that was a joke. I don't think anyone's listening. <laughs> 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 is that I think he's a terrible over actor. Let's say he's any problem. He's not getting Oscars. I'm and and, sure and, he think, is and I think, <laughs> so if you see him in a live-action role, yeah. So he's in um, King Kong, yeah. And he overacts even versus Jack Black. <laughs> he's that off the chart. <laughs> and I think the technology for motion capture, yeah, is unsubtle. Yeah. And I think, I think he's overacting plus an unsubtle um, conduit. Yeah. Makes a pretty good bit of. A motion capture. It's a reference. And, and if the technology gets <laughs> good, well, his bad acting will just actually be on screen. Right, But yeah. for the time being, he's fucking monkeying around. See what I did? Yeah. He's monkeying around. Um, and he's actually perfect for those roles. Yeah, yeah. But I would say his time's up. Well, especially if you're listening to time's up. Reference for animators who basically do the performance. Yeah. Anyway. Animators tend to be terrible. As I said... Too. So can well, that's the thing, though. I mean, like, especially two D animation. I think that, um, like, recently, I remember, I remember watching The Incredibles and thinking, like, that was proper kind of like quite subtle. There were some subtle bits in it. Yes. Yeah. But up until that point, I, I think you pretty much kind of had to like push things quite far to get but, the point across. With two D animation, I mean, the width of a pencil makes the difference. You yeah. know, like the understanding of like the, the sort of you didn't really have eye darts before. Three no. animation, did you like those kind no, of? No, I remember well. Pixar oh, right. really Roots first that did get. that, uh, and then everyone was doing it. Yeah, and they're just like, "Fucking hell, come on!" The thing but is, that's how people's eyes move. Yeah, it is. But, but when it, if, if we were filming Tom Holland and he started doing that, I'd be like, "Dude, what the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, but that's because it's live action, and you don't need that same kind of magnification. No, this, this difference is exactly what we're talking about. That's mm. fake, crappy acting that those but, boys are doing to so make you, up for the fact that you're looking at them thinking they're CGI the whole time. It's subconsciously. But I think even in, like, you know, you were saying in Incredibles you saw some sort of performances or whatever, but, like, I, in that, like, Brad Bird was just drawing all over, like, their, their, um, I think they developed a thing where he could just draw, draw straight, straight in. Yeah. I think a lot of the subtlety of the animation in The Incredibles is actually that the characters are having complicated emotions and yeah, scenes yeah. and then all they've got to do is look into the middle distance and shit's going on inside their head and yeah, you know, yeah. and it's like it's under animating but, but but you've set up the framework for them to have a personality yeah. and that's what's missing from most um writing for kids 
uh, animated films. Mm. The, the Lego movie is brilliant, but it's just fucking stupid. <laughs> it's just daft. It's just yeah. fireworks, you know. Yeah. There's none of that. Um, yeah. There's no emotions in it. At all. Right, 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 right. And that's kind of. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's not that sort of film. So, so for, like based on all of that, you've decided. But like, well, well, as a, 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 in comparison, Mister Incredible has got pangs of like wanting to go back to his previous life. Yeah. He feels guilty that he's going out and yeah. not telling his wife. The, 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 we're talking about emotions that humans have. Well, that we're feeling <laughs> now. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Whereas yeah. the character is like, he's not looking at his phone. Yeah, that's about getting Yeah, well, I think. To, are we to, to get back on track? Yeah. <laughs> so we've rambled on and on. We've rambled on and on about why we didn't pursue an animated film. Mm. And I think really we will. I'd and really, Jay, really Jason's, like to make a kids film. Yeah. We'd, we'd, Kenny and I'd love to do that. Jason's kind of against it. Uh, but I think if we could do a kids film that was initiated not a project brought to us mm. yeah then then we feel like we could do something good i thought it was fantastic mr fox was fucking amazing yeah i yeah. loved it yeah. it's just it was done in a different style and it, but not only that it was a different style of storytelling mm. with different types of characters and a different type of narrative mm. um everything about it was so good in fact we were discussing before that film came out how we hated for instance um that in animated films, people recorded in the booth, stood upright, yeah, right. and um, often not even with the other actors that they're yeah. appearing in the scene. And what Wes Anderson did, which is what we were planning on doing, mm. was that he would get the actors not only together, but like if you're reaching over to pick up these keys, your voice does that as you pick it up. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. You need the yeah. person to pick up the fucking keys then, yeah, don't yeah, you? Yeah, you can't yeah. just, they'll just stand in the booth and say, I'm picking up the keys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't work. So, so we, what we were planning, we were talking about, okay, well, we'll get all the actors in a room, a bit more like what Howard did in Avatar, and we'd actually stage the whole film as a sort of theatre production, in a way. Mm. So everyone had to act out what they were doing. I think they did a lot of that on Rango as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, Rango, I thought, was a really good Rango, I thought, was really good, but I thought it... Uh, and what was notable about that and um, Brad Bird's stuff is you can tell directors who can actually put shots together. Oh, yeah. He was actually using shots really well mm-hmm. and the, 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 what's it called, the, um, the bit where they go down the canyon was the music they play. Oh, right. Flight. Uh, Ride of the Valkyries. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, uh, right, the um, that, that whole sequence is clearly put together by someone who can edit together a live action sequence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Much as you, uh, that was, I, I didn't really like Avatar if I'm honest, but what I thought was remarkable about Avatar was that he put the camera where he would put the camera if he was shooting it live action. Yeah. And didn't go fucking Peter Jackson all over it, like fly through an Ivan Eve. Eve, I hate that. Yeah. He, he directed it. And that subconsciously sort of made everything seem more real. Yeah, yeah. You know, with the exception of the flying stuff. But even then, but that's I think he was, yeah. he was yeah. conscious of um, aerodynamics and, you know, he's a smart guy. Have you seen um, that they're developed? Well, I mean, it's been developed, but... Um, I think it, I've seen it used on that uh, Pixar film. Is it the Red Umbrella or the Blue Umbrella? And right. they yeah. they have a, a 3D camera hooked up to 
essentially like a rig of a camera and you can kind of move it around and it's like a virtual reality. What, in, in real in the real world? You yeah, yeah, you move it around. Thing that you can make. That's what yeah. they hit for that umbrella film. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That didn't show. Oh, don't you think? I got in that one. Oh, I thought like the camera moves in that were like really... That, that like, was actually, rendering that was just yeah. like, off the chart. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know, maybe I was just like... Because, uh, I was actually more impressed by that than Monsters University that came afterwards. <laughs> Yeah, I, both of them didn't really sort of. They, they really usually use those shorts as a testing ground for. They do, so yes. Like, and it's usually self evident. I think that like the Lego movie rendering looked pretty. Yeah, I saw like a making of that the other day, and they said, so, you know, yeah. we make the. You know, we block in the animation, and, you know, you saw some sort of a play blast. You know, and then it goes to render, and it just showed the finished film. It was like, but the, it was so different. Yeah, it was so. It, no, so it was right. it's, like yeah. the, it's like those how to draw Disney books. <laughs> That's right. Circle for that. Circle two eyes, and they go yeah, shoot yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Where is it? They did some clever things with that though, where they think they actually built um, physically in three D. They built the cranes, and they kind of like rigged up cameras so they oh, actually really? kind of so it would move in the way that things. Well, the movie. Movie. As far as I understood, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's some, there's some panoramic shots of the city that are just breathtaking in their um, sort of scope and detail. Um, it's just fucking mind-boggling. So Metropolis and, and Lego. Um, but the camera moves feel, now you've said that, sort of feel like maybe they're going over a model set. Right. But I think that's what they I think wanted they, to do. They wanted it to yeah, no, 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 that's not criticism. So yeah, yeah. maybe... Thinking about it now, that was the intention, yeah. you know, that it it makes it feel like it's physically there yeah. and not because if you can scope, if you do the Peter Jackson thing where you skim along the ground next yeah. to the studs, yeah. you know, and then through the fucking Lego man's little claw, you know, it's just like yeah. instantly it's not real. Yeah, I I, I, I think it's interesting point. that they that the people in three D are kind of exploring these different. Things, like There's limitations that are all going to become ac- academic in about 20 years, though, because everyone's going to be able to shoot everything however they want. Right? It's true, you know. They're, they're the Not enough, no, they go to 48 frames a second, everything 3D. Some of the shots that start to come out because people can put a camera on those roto, whatever, the radio controlled flying copters. Oh, yeah. The, the shots they get with those are now what you would have considered only possible in CG yeah. five years ago. Mm. But you start to see live action stuff. Uh, and you know, it was always a big thing for us. Right? If you're doing CG, don't do something you can't do with the camera. Mm. Yeah. Don't stick the camera in the wall. Yeah. yeah. But also, but don't fly the camera down the street where you yeah. couldn't get it. But at a speed, at a speed that's impossible as well. Now, yeah, you, yeah, but yeah. now you can do well, not the speed, but you can fly a camera, and the cameras are small and light enough, and the quality's high enough, and you can, and the radio control and everything's. Yeah. All that crystallised for me when I saw a featurette on the making um, Iron Legend. Yeah. And there's a shot, I haven't like, still haven't seen the film because this turned me off. Uh, and I think there's a shot where he's driving his car. Have you seen it? He's driving his car down, whatever it is, down to Times Square. And the camera is above all the buildings, looking straight down. It's perfectly framed, square on mm. Wes Anderson shot, looking fucking straight down. And what they did was they, um, you know, it's all bloody CG and everything's overgrown, right? Because it's yeah. the apocalypse. 
but the camera is not only doing an impossible, it's moving at a rate that's impossible. It's not yeah. fucking, it's got no shake on it or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, it's impossibly square, uh, the shot's just too perfect uh, mm. and impossible in every regard. And I look at it and just think, well, that looks like it's from a computer game. Yeah. Not, how the fuck did, that, did they do that? Yeah. I just think, I know how they did that. Yes, yeah. everyone, it's common knowledge. Yeah. CGI happens now. And so I didn't sort of think, oh wow. And, uh, any of the emotions that the filmmakers probably hoped you would think, like, oh god, what's happened to New York? Yeah. Oh god, like it's all overgrown. Mm. I wasn't thinking that, I was just thinking, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's kind of like, it, it's kind of um, all these kind of new techniques, because they will be so common, because you can now fly. Like, I was looking at drone like quadcopters for like GoPros yesterday and like they, they are a bit you actually, you actually do any work <laughs> I'm not working on it <laughs> I'm unemployed so I'm I was googling this I was doing uh, no different to us this was in the evening after I wasn't working yeah. uh, I finished my day of not working but um, they're like pretty affordable like they're not like cheap cheap but like considering yeah, yeah, yeah. you know like 10 years ago yeah exactly um, I think because all this stuff is out there and you can kind of do it now. It just means that there's going to be people. I think there's going to be people making more bad work, and so that people who use it correctly. Yeah, I mean, will uh, stand out. I don't want to sound like a complete Nazi about it because once upon a time you couldn't even record sound. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't move the camera. Yeah. You know, because there was heavy. You know, so yeah. you had all these locked off shots mm. with recorded without sound. Yeah. You know, and everything was based on the theatre. Mm. Uh, and you know, cinema language was born mm. and it's like any language it's constantly evolving and yeah. changing and um but uh, i'm just talking about the fact that they they're trying to pass off reality spend all this time rendering stuff to make it look real but then do these sort of stupid Which make stupid real. mistakes yeah that tell you it's not real mm. yeah. and it's just common sense and and, and someone like james cameron actually you know yeah, sassy enough to realise that yeah, yeah. and not do it. Sassy? Sassy. He's sassy. He's a, that is he's a sassy. sassy motherfucker. <laughs> he's not as sassy as the blue alien. <laughs> uh, that might be a good point to wrap things up. Yeah. Isn't that a good point to wrap it up? <laughs> James Cameron is sassy. That's, a, that's, a, funny, what I mean. that's <laughs> a funny point. We've just been getting pretty serious about cinema and it's like James Cameron's sassy at <laughs> the end. Uh, if you're listening, James, you're sassy. Uh, yeah. Alright. Bye. 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 Bye.